Welcome to the Watermelon Sandwich Podcast with your host, Michael Gallo, where we'll be digging deep into people's lives and find out their inner soul that helps them push forward in life. The Watermelon Sandwich is about simplicity, simple mindset, simple life, and simple soul. Thanks for listening in, and we look forward to connecting to our listeners in every way possible. Today's episode is brought to you by Camels Cross Farms. If you are seeking to connect to nature, experience an everlasting field of sunflowers, or get a taste of their organic farm-to-table experiences, this is the farm you need to visit. Camels Cross Farm is not your regular farm. It's a wellness farm. It has meditation, yoga, forest bathing, and physical fitness, and including wellness events. Their goal is for people to reconnect with themselves and who they are through connecting through nature. Check them out at www.camelscrossfarms.com or visit their Instagram at camelscrossfarm to keep updates on their upcoming events. And don't forget to ask for the watermelon sandwich. Hi everyone, how's it going? Today we have Rose Candido. I'm excited to, uh, this has been a long journey to get us to have meet. Um, I know there was a bit of a break there and then I was busy with the farm and the sunflower thing we do. So we got Rose Candido who is uh, the owner of Slice of Life Bread Company and excited to chat. How's it going, Rose? Hi, Michael. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I was looking forward to this. We were going to do this a while back and then life got in the way but I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. So, you know, one of the first things I love to ask the guests is like, who is Rose Candido? How do you explain yourself? Oh boy. That's a (laughs) a tough one. Um, Rose Candido, many, many different colors, I guess, to my life. Um, I'm foremost a mother. Um, I am an entrepreneur that I believe has stayed with me my whole life. I've always, always wanted to have my own business. I have always strived to be independent and get into the workforce and bring products to people. I never knew what the products would be, but that was a driving force, even as a teenager, always wanted to do something like that. Um, And now we have, which is awesome. Cool. So, and you know, one of the things which I like to get into right away is just get right to obviously roll off the cuff, but you know, you said that you always wanted to be an entrepreneur and what did you do before this? So my background, I was uh, at Bell, actually, I was the corporate sales rep um, for Bell Mobility. And I did that for about 10, 12 years. The whole time though, I'll be honest with you, I wanted to find something. I didn't know what that something was. Um, I mean, prior to that, as a younger person in my 20s, I was always in the restaurant, bar scene, food scene. um, And I I wanted to open up a restaurant. I wanted to open up a bar. And then, you know, as you get older and my parents kind of pushing me to get something a little more stable, I went into Bell, which was an amazing job. I got to travel all over Ontario as a sales rep. Um, But 
still had that drive to do something. And that was the key word. I didn't know what that something was. Um, do you want me to get into how, no. <laughs> how I got well, You know, it's good. It's good to hear because it seems like you're not the only one. I've done a handful of podcasts now and with some reputable people. And uh, Lance Secretin, this uh, really inspirational, uh, I guess, corporate CEO who helps corporations get to the next level on his podcast. It's like, we call it a spark. He called it a spark. You know, it's that spark to get to the next level. And a lot of people you talk to today, it's like, they're always searching for more and they're always wanting to do something. And then when they get there, it's like, boom. So how did you transition from corporate world to what you're doing now? <laughs> so um, my late husband and I, uh, he was also in the corporate world and he was packaged out because the company was going through some changes. So we found ourselves in a position that, okay, he had this package. What was the next step? I was working at Bell. We were young. We were only, you know, in our thirties. Um, and his background was, uh, the bread business. His family had always owned bakeries. Um, so he thought, Hey, why don't we get into the bread business? Um, I had no clue what any of it was, but I thought, Hey, let's do it. So we bought a very small, um, bread company that he had maybe six customers. It was called Panitalia. And he was retiring. So we bought this little business. Honestly, we went in not knowing what the hell we were doing. I hung on to my job for the first little while because someone had to pay the mortgage. Um, and so we launched this business uh, slowly, but surely we started to grow this business as he got a little more confident in his baking skills. And we were selling primarily to grocery stores. And this was your traditional calabes bread, you know, um, very Italian style bread. Yeah. Um, and we did this for a few years and it grew and it grew to the point it became a monster. It was, it was a huge facility in Woodbridge. We had 10,000 square feet. Wow. Um, we had 20 employees at one time, five trucks going in and out. But I'll be honest with you, it was overwhelming. It was a 24 hour a day business, seven days a week. Um, and at the time, my husband started feeling ill. Um, and he started realizing that he was allergic to something. Something was making him ill. Uh, am I going on too much? <laughs> no, no, keep going. You know, keep, keep going. going. Yeah, keep going. So, yeah, from a process of elimination, we concluded that the thing that he was allergic to was bread. So that was horrible and shocking because here we have this huge bread facility. It came to a point that he couldn't even walk through the facility without feeling, you know, he'd get a rash on his arms. Um, he was very ill when he would actually consume breads. So on the side, we had a bit of space in the front of our location. Uh, he started to work with uh, products that had no gluten. So we're talking almond flour, seeds, um, nuts. And he went on this quest to make a bread that did not have gluten. Um, so we went into the market to see, is there anything out there? And we tried a ton of breads. There was all kinds of gluten-free breads out there. But the problem was they were so full of... Um, tapioca there was maybe 30 ingredients listed in it and it was still making him sick so he strived to do the simplest cleanest type of bread after two years of working on this he came up with this amazing recipe um, there was like literally seven ingredients in it 
our challenge was to make this thing rise because it would just come out flat. Anyway, I'm not sure how he did it, but it became a loaf of bread. Wow. Uh, he was ecstatic to say the least, because he was, you know, Italian, he's a baker, and now he finally had some bread. Yeah. Um, and so it was like a little pet project that slowly but surely people started hearing about it, asking, can we buy it? First, we were just giving it away, friends, family. But then it started getting a lot of attention. Um, so we did like a pop-up store and it was crazy. The attention we got, we got immediate attention. We got an article written about us to the point where like, Hey, maybe this could actually be a business. Yeah. So we ended up selling Euro Harvest. Um, we were confident enough to just say, Hey, let's let this bread business go our traditional one. And we launched Slice of Life. And that was about five years ago. Um, unfortunately, during this time, he became very ill. He developed a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and his health took a turn for the worse. But during the whole time he was not well, he continued to make new products. Um, so many, so we have like five, five different types of bread right now. Yeah. Um, he continued working. Unfortunately, he succumbed to the cancer uh, June that just passed, 2021. Yeah. And so that was quite a blow for our family, for all of Everything. us, extended yeah. family. Yeah. So, and so we didn't know what are we going to do? This business is, it had already become, you know, on a, a, a life of its own. Um, myself, my son, Ava, my daughter, we were all involved in the business. Mm -hmm. At this point, we had hooked up with a, a distributor. So it was all over Canada. Yeah. But when he died, we were just like, do we keep doing this? How do we do it? He was an integral part of the business. Of course. Um, but my kids decided that they wanted to stay on. Um, they were both, you know, dabbling in different things at school, but they wanted to stay on. So it's been about six months now and we're still growing and we're still going hard. And we look at it like it's his legacy. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just continuing on and one day at a time. Of course, of course. And, you know, obviously he passed away and it's uh, that's a difficult process. So I'll go back. We'll get onto that topic a little bit. Um, but uh, I go back like as a mother, mm -hmm. uh, we've spoken to other guests like uh, Julia Dommel from Adama Winery. She was on. And, you know, as a mother, the challenges you have raising your kids in your 30s um, and running a business and you said Euro Harvest was a big beast and it was uh, going through all of that. Like, what can you say, what you went through? Ch what challenges did you have to overcome on those moments? The hardest thing for me was trying, you know, I had to wrestle with the guilt of always trying to be there for my kids because they were little when we started. So, yeah. you know, thank God for my mother. She was always there. I had to let go of the guilt because I mean, and I had to keep telling myself we're doing this for the family because there were a lot of times, yeah, we'd work through the night. We'd work till two, three in the morning, come home, you know, try to grab some sleep. The kids, you know, they want your attention too. So that's the hardest part, you know, trying to be a mom and trying to be a business owner that's trying to grow their business. Tough. It's very, very tough, but it is doable. Definitely doable. Yeah. And, and uh, I can speak for that myself. We have young kids 
and mm-hmm. we started three years ago and yeah it's definitely there's no hiding around it it's tough it is so tough. yeah you juggle and you're thinking should we do this should we continue yeah. this like no yeah. it's not worth it but then you just see so many and i'm not saying financial rewards you see rewards of being an entrepreneur and rewards of making people happy and yeah, yeah there's so, no better feeling yeah yeah and uh so as a mother and then so forth you continue um was there any big struggles that you can remember during the growing stages that um you found that you'll that you're glad you got through or you plowed through do you remember any moments like that that were really difficult so the biggest lesson for me was bigger is not better so at one point um we had you know the facility going there in woodbridge then we decided hey let's open a store on top of this so we were doing retail in the front manufacturing in the back and then boom he got sick this was the first time around so he had got sick you know during the euro harvest days so it was so much so what i always tell people my friends will know bigger is not better simple is is key key to a good life um we got to a point that it was just too much everything was too much you're trying to be a mom you're trying to be a business owner you're juggling all these businesses simplicity so that's what i would just try to keep it simple you can definitely do your business but try to keep it simple that's very good advice because one of the things uh i've seen and experienced with other owners uh myself is that um don't overcomplicate it it seems like every company that gets really big um it's it's just hard to manage it's hard to you can't you have to sacrifice something you're going to sacrifice quality you're going to sacrifice family so many things and um you know i guess people have this vision i guess originally when you open like you want this legacy that this you open this huge company and it's you're making huge money and you're making huge and then you find actually it's interesting when you look at numbers of companies Sometimes they're huge, but doesn't mean they're making a huge profit. Absolutely. Yeah. There's overhead, there's labor costs, there's more problems. You get the bigger the problems. That's yeah. 100% true. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's, I'm glad you're saying this because the people who listen, and there's more and more listeners, they're, they're entrepreneurs, they're people who have aspirations and they want to do something, take the next step. And it's good. So your backing is you had your husband's, I guess, skill set. And you had a background in sales, obviously. Right. Uh, clear. So that's obviously benefited you. Um, and it's interesting, I guess, how God works or the world works is that it's like you were getting trained for this moment. Oh, my God. That's it's so true. We used to say that all the time. We were getting trained for this moment. Yes. Yeah. And 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 and, and that's a good thing because it's like, I don't know, you put this wish out in the universe or to God. And then all of a sudden he's like, all right, I'll get you, I'll get you ready. I'll get you ready. Right. So, and then I think that's important to say. So like, so now you have this business, it's flourishing in the sense of, because you have, I guess there's no such thing of balance, but there's a sense of control over what you're doing. Absolutely. The control is key. Yes. You feel in control of your life. You feel in control. It's not going above your head. The biggest, uh, the best advice I ever received was you, you need to know how to do every single thing in that business. No one should know something, you know, some of the works for you that you don't know yourself. And that's peace, peace of mind, because you have to be able to 
to do it all if you have to. You don't want to do it all, and I don't recommend you doing it all, but at least the knowledge. That's what I teach my kids. We have to at least know every aspect of the business, um, and then you feel secure. You feel at peace. Oh, that's actually probably one of the best advices I've been given. It's it's true. Uh, same with our business is the first few years, we're like, okay, let's learn about every little thing we're doing. Learn about um, everything. Because if someone leaves you hung dry, you, you, you're you screwed. You're, yeah, you're basically, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah, you're basically screwed. So, and that's one thing I, that's great advice. Because a lot of people want to open, they have the idea or even people who are financially stable. Like, yeah, I'm going to throw money into the business, learn about, but if you learn everything, it's important because then you're, you have, a, and it's, do you feel that it, you have a better understanding and appreciation for employees because you've done the work yeah absolutely you know i mean we have one star i call him he's he's been with us from the euro harvest days now he's come over here you have to treat um like he's our main guy and he gets treated like family we take care of him um i i mean we we know what he knows because i told you we don't want to ever be in the position that god forbid he leaves and then what slice of life closes yeah. but he's very valued. Um, your employees have to know that you value them, that they're not just a number, that they're disposable. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely very important. And like, what are some ways that you do that you can value your employees? Like are you always, you know, you take care of them. Are you personable? Like what, what are you? Yeah. Well, no, I don't, I don't suggest going for lunch every day and getting on that type of, we, I did that mistake of becoming too close with, you know, an employee and they're telling you their problems it just blurs the line i don't i don't agree with that but yeah. there's a certain respect you have to have like for example carl our, our employee just moved really far from our facility yeah. so we thought okay you know what your commute is horrible why don't we shrink the week to four days let's go monday to thursday this mm -hmm. way you're not driving the five days you're driving the four days i trust him to do the same work that he could do in five days you know what i mean you just got to have that like He's going to get the work done. Let's make it a little easier for him, you know? Yeah. And he really right. appreciated it. Like now he has this three day weekend, which is awesome. And uh, I just see it as if he's happy, we're happy. Yeah. And you're still producing the products you need to still produce. Producing, nothing changed. We're just doing it in a smaller time frame. Yeah. Perfect. And then yeah. one of the things we like to get into is your personal life. Obviously, you have uh, three kids. You have mm -hmm. a uh, uh 25 21 21 year old yeah. yeah 19 so 21 is ava yeah. um i have my 19 year old aiden and yeah. my 11 year old who we bring to work too and we call her our cheap labor she, oh. she packs our bread for us she's awesome actually oh that's uh, great so yeah three of them everyone's involved for sure yeah and then obviously in june i don't know the exact date uh you had a i guess you could call it probably the most challenging moment in your life yes. i would say and you lost your husband your husband's name is mauro mauro Ma yeah. he was 51 so way too young yeah um, he had suffered for years uh he was first diagnosed seven years ago and then it came back with a vengeance in the end it went into his brain the cancer and yeah you know for us we grieved him for for two years before he passed because he just couldn't do what he wanted to do. He was such a free spirit, yeah. always riding motorcycles and always, you know, baking up a storm. 
Um, he couldn't do any of that in the end. And he just, I just don't think he wanted to, to be here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's tough. And yeah. you know what? And, uh, and then obviously I like, I love the fact that the kids are saying, you know, we want to live dad's legacy, continue it. And uh, obviously yourself. And uh, I, I got to give you, uh, that's a lot of courage and ambition for the kids to do that. And uh, yeah, that, that's an amazing moment. Um, and obviously it's going to take, it's going to be with you forever. And because um, last, before I talked to you, it was a whole different spectrum. And then after that happened, but did you guys get a chance to come by the farm? I don't even know. We didn't. I still oh. would love to. Yeah, we were, we were all going to definitely come visit. Yeah, yeah. Well, next year was fine. That's all good. No problem. But th that's good. And then, so your personal life, uh, you come from, are you, do you come from an Italian background? I or? do. I do. So uh, we're Sicilian, Italian, Sicilian, my parents. Uh, I speak so, it. <laughs> so wait, so wait a minute. Are you Italian or are you Sicilian? Uh, you know what? That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say Sicilian's all, all on its own. Definitely a different language. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, my parents are Italian, so yeah. definitely have a zest for food. And, and actually, I got my parents now both eating our breads, which I never thought I'd get my 82-year-old dad going from calabrese bread to slice of life bread, but he has it every morning, which is awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, very proud Italians. Uh, for sure. Their daughter, they're going to be so proud. And then, you know, obviously going into this, uh, health and well-being is a big part of our farm and part of our podcast. You know, it's clear that health and wellness in your product is definitely behind the the vision of why you're doing it. Like, well, how important is health and well-being for yourself and your family and for the purpose of your product? It's everything. Um, you know, as I said, it started as just something that he could eat. And then we realized, oh my God, this is really helping people. We have people that have celiac disease. I didn't realize how widespread that, uh, that is. Um, people with the gluten intolerance, that is just, it's unbelievable how many people cannot consume it. Um, they feel bloated after it's just, it's become almost unreal how many people are struggling with this. Uh, then we, by chance, uh, the diabetic community reached out to us because they were telling us that when they would eat our bread, their sugar levels would not budge, which is huge for them because, you know, they have any type of breads and their sugar starts to go up. So there's so many health benefits that I just love that it can actually help people and because there's so many people that struggle, you know, it's so hard to find stuff that tastes good and, you know, it's good for you. Oh, and that's for sure. And, and, and it, it's the same thing you're finding now today, obviously during these challenging times with the COVID and all that going on, um, people are more in tune to their health and in tune to their, like, their self because they're realizing we're in a rat race here. Mm -hmm. We need to slow down. We need to, you know, breathe the smell, the roses, breathe yeah. a little bit. Right. And I think a lot of the small companies, uh, similar to yourself in the sense that you're not like Euro harvest, but you're a small company in the sense that the more of those companies are coming about now because people want simplicity and they yeah. want a good product. Right. 
Yes. And there's no additives and all that stuff. And we're right. finding on our end, that's what people want. And that's what people are looking for. And they don't mind spending the extra dollar on it. No because it's for their health. And that's, I mean, that's the only good thing I think that's come out of COVID. People are really focused on, hey, life is short. We need to take care of ourselves, quality products. So yeah, definitely. We're both in the right field. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then, and uh, so obviously there's some amazing story to be honest so far, whatever I've heard. And and it's obviously Mauro has been such an inspiration behind this whole company. Um, and there was like kind of a blessing in the sense that he had an allergy, you know, being Italian, that's one thing. And you're told that you can't eat bread. That's like, that's like like sacramental. That's like, (laughs) that's like, what do you mean? I can't eat bread, right? You eat bread with every meal. It's just, it's part of your culture. Right. So, you know, and, and, and maybe it has to do with that. We've overdone our, the way we overuse product. We've destroyed product from it. I'd make it grow quickly. So we're adding all these additives to it. The pasta, the bread that we were eating as kids, you and I is not yeah. the pasta bread we're eating today. And that's no. 100% for sure. Everything's grown so quickly and everything, you know, get it to market faster from the chickens to the, you know, so it plays a toll on our digestive system. And that's why we're seeing so many people that are just having a lot of issues with digestion, with bloating, with not feeling right after a meal. You're not supposed to feel sick after a meal. You know, and you so, shouldn't, you shouldn't feel huh. like that. It, it, and it's your body will tell you something's up. This is, doesn't Absolutely. feel right. Right. So as kids, we had pasta every single night. I don't remember anyone really being overweight or feeling that bloated, horrible feeling, but now it's like you have a plate of pasta and you're done you know? Yeah. And, it, and it's the same thing when you go to Europe, when you go to Europe and Italy, especially everyone's in pretty good health and pretty yeah. good shape. And they're, cause they're walking, but their, their, their food is not, there's not a bunch of garbage in it and additives yeah. in it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So one of the things we do ask, so we're nearing the end of the podcast. Uh, and one of the things we do ask is the watermelon sandwich. Do you know the watermelon sandwich story? Yes, you told me all about it, and I'm dying to taste this watermelon <laughs> sandwich. I, you're famous for this. It's 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 unreal that this my Nunnapina's sandwich that we started as a joke as a name, and then started as okay, we might as well make it, and then we had food bloggers taking photos of it. And Amazing. They were like, oh my god, we have a little picture of her in our food trailer for the chefs that work in there, and like just for a memory, you know, remember? Yeah. But yeah, just. She would I gotta be- try it. I'm dying to try this. <laughs> Sounds be- so good. And the best thing is that it's it's so simple that you can make it at home. It's not tell me again what's in it. It's basically a fresh panino, <laughs> and uh, we can use obviously, which I want to start getting to use your bread to be honest for next year because we were talking about that before. And mm-hmm. uh, you got a fresh cold piece of watermelon in season, and then you have. And that's what it used to be. And then we just add feta cheese, which goes well with watermelon and basil, olive oil, pinch of salt and balsamic reduction that we make. Love it. That's it. That's it. Sounds everyone, delicious. Yeah, it's funny. It's so funny. But that so one of the last questions we ask is watermelon sandwich is about simplicity as the sandwich is a simple mindset, simple soul and a simple life, which you clearly have mentioned a lot already. When you think about 
your business, your family, uh, friends, and overall life, what simple advice can we take from your experience in your own life that can help other entrepreneurs, mothers, people, human beings on their own journeys in life? Hmm. Um, I really, and I tell my kids all the time and they roll their eyes at me, life is short and we've learned that and you got to make the most of every single day. There's no time to always be upset or this person greed you or this person did something. Just simplicity at its best. Um, you just need to be grateful every single day because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So just enjoy that day. In, enjoy what you love, the business you're doing. Keep it simple. Keep it clean, and live live well. That's it. Live well. Yeah, and that's perfect advice. Thanks so much, Rose. I love what you said there. You know, live simple, live well, and then basically, you know, um, let things roll off your shoulder. Move yeah. on. <laughs> let it roll yeah. it off your shoulder. And eat watermelon sandwiches for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. And then uh, I'm looking forward to uh, when this comes out and obviously I'll tag you guys on it and then we'll go Great. from there. Sounds good. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Thanks. Thanks. Take care. <laughs>